Welcome to Life is Love School. Hi everyone, welcome back to Life is Love School. Today's topic is about how to design a life you love. This question comes up a lot in the group of women that I coach because as you progress in your healing process, you're gonna start wondering, am I living the life that I actually want? Especially for those of us that are hitting midlife, this question just starts to scream louder and louder. Now, why is it more common for those of us that have suffered childhood trauma? Well, if you were raised by parents that did not actively nurture your interests, didn't try to understand who you are, but instead try to groom you according to their liking or force you into taking um, whatever activities they want, forcing you into a certain life choice or compelling you to do so, then over time, in order to please them, you start to lose yourself. You no longer know what you love, what you want to do with your life. You just start living their life and trying to realize their dreams. And then you wonder why you're not happy. So it's actually a sign of healing that you were able to ask this question. And it's a great question to ask. So first of all, I want to congratulate you. Just It's really showcasing that it's a milestone that you've reached. If you haven't healed yourself to a certain point, you wouldn't even be thinking about this question because there's more pressing things that are hitting you. But if you're able to start thinking about this question, it means that you are somewhat already more advanced on your healing journey. Now, the first thing I want to get out of the way because it stops many people from making a change is that they think it's too late to make a change. So they would often say, you know, you may, I'm already 40s. Um, I have, I'm already educated in this and that. I've already been doing this for 20, 30 years. It's too late for me to make a change, right? And the answer is no, it's never too late for you to make a change. And I'll give you just rationally a couple of different stats to support the point. But even emotionally, I'll tell you that because every moment in our life is the only moment you have. So all the previous moments are gone, right? It doesn't matter what you did before, those are gone. But whatever you have this moment and forward is what you still have. So you don't want to put good money after bad. So that applies to relationship. If you're in a bad relationship, get out. Don't keep putting good money into bad and stay with the toxic person. The same with a job, a career, a business, etc. If you feel like you're on the wrong trap, track, hop off now. It is never too late to make a change. Statistically speaking, by 2024, a quarter of workforce are going to be 55 and above. So you're not going to be alone. If you make a change, you're not going to be alone. There are going to be plenty of people that are older also in the workforce. And then our life expectancy, when you think about life expectancy, women on average will live to 81 years. So if you're in your 40s, you're only halfway there. And what's even more shocking is that about 43% of you will live to 90 and 10% of you women will live to 100. That's amazing. So just think about all the years ahead of you that you could still enjoy doing something you love. So it's never too late to design that life that you want because you only live once. So think from a longer term perspective, which is if I'm on my deathbed at 90 years old, Am I going to be happy that I keep going on this track or would I have wished that I did something else? Another point to consider is retirement. 
is it really what it's cracked up to be? I think we've all seen a lot of retirees that are not very happy because they went from living a life that had a rhythm, maybe had meaning, all of a sudden to not having a plan, not having a schedule, not feeling a sense of purpose. And I see a lot of retirees, unfortunately, just kind of dwindling in their uh, retirement years. It's the reality and what their hopes and dreams are, are very different. Too many of them start drinking too much, watching too much TV, go to Vegas too much, etc. And they're really not happy and they're depressed and their cognitive decline actually accelerates because they're no longer learning new things, they're no longer socially active, etc. So a lot of times people say, oh, I really hate my job. I really don't like doing what I do. There are a lot of toxic people at work. I can't wait for the kids to graduate from college and I, for me to retire. And then they land up in, in that scenario. So you really wanna design a life that you don't need to take a vacation from. That is really the key because why would you wanna take a vacation from? Why would you wanna retire if you're doing something that gives you meaning and makes you happy? And it's absolutely possible. So don't set your bar too low. So now for those of us that don't really know what we want, we just know that what we're doing isn't, doesn't feel quite right. How do you figure out what you should do next or what you should look at next? A great framework that I use in the coaching uh, group is Ikigai. So Ikigai is a Japanese framework where they advise people to look at four quadrants. So look at um, what you love. So what you're passionate about, what brings you meaning. That's one aspect. Another one is what gets you paid, right? Paying the bill is important too. So don't ignore that what the world needs. So if you're trying to sell something, for example, but the world doesn't need it, that doesn't work either. So you gotta um, also focus or understand what the world needs uh, from you and then what you're good at. So don't pick something you're not good at because then you can't service the world's need because you know if you're not good at, you're not competitive. So you look at all these four and try to find something that fits into all four. And that would be a good kind of indicator of you might want to invest a little bit more into maybe going down that route. Now, one of the things that people often ignore is that when they set goals, right, especially people that are younger, they say, oh, I want to go to law school. You ask them why. Well, you know, law school is pre prestigious. I make a lot of money. I want to make partner by XYZ age. But then you ask them why, and there is no linkage between that external goal and their value. So the person may really value spending time with family and friends and end up living a life where they're working 80, 100 hour days to try to make partnership. And then they wonder why they're not happy, right? And, and in fact, many lawyers are not happy. I think a lot of the trap is you need to know what you value. And then whatever goal you set needs to be aligned to that value. And that's the key to happiness. So just really think about that. Now, once you know what you want to do, say for example, you're really passionate about helping parents um, maybe teach kids how to manage emotions, and you realize that you only have a bachelor's degree, you need a master's degree or more in order to be a licensed professional, then you might want to have to go to school, right? So what, you, what can inspire you then is to create a vision board. A vision board is, can be as simple as taking a scrapbook and then cutting out pictures of things that inspire you. So 
A picture might be you graduating, a picture might be you studying psychology, a picture might be you working with a family and the kids to try to help them, etc. And then look at those pictures and then remind you of the dream that you're going towards. Now that everybody's digital, a great way to make a vision board that's portable is to actually use something like a Pinterest, right? You can have a vision board board literally, and then just put all these pictures in there and look at it and just to keep yourself motivated. If you're interested in a follow-up on how to do a vision board, I'm more than happy to do it. Just uh, put it in a comment. Now, it might be really scary to just say, hey, I'm just gonna you know, forego my law uh, career and all of a sudden jump into this other thing that I don't know anything about. The truth is you don't have to do that. You don't have to leap without a parachute unless you want to, or unless you have the financial means to do so, you could always take a small step. So by that, I mean, you could do some temporary work. You can be an intern, you can volunteer. Um, these are all very valid ways of test driving that career without fully investing in it. So in my um, life, a few years ago, I started a race business and the reason I started it was complex, but the reason I actually got into the race business was a friend of mine who's in her seventies was running a race in order to raise money for um, those that are suffering ALS, Lou Gehrig disease. And at the last minute she got ill, so she could not direct a race. And she asked if I could, and I said, sure. So I stepped in and helped her. And I realized I really enjoy watching people running and enjoying the outdoors. So that one thing led to another. I started hosting races too, and then it grew to a, a fairly substantial business. So you just never know when you say yes to something, what it might lead to. So that ties to the next point, which is don't forget to network because people are a massive resource for you. Let people know that you're looking to make a change. Let people know what you're thinking about and consult with them. And then in the previous example I gave you, if you're interested in potentially becoming a therapist that works with family and children, talk to your therapist. If you have a therapist, ask them for their opinions, ask for referrals of people that you could speak to, ask for people that went to the school that you're looking at, et cetera, to see what their experiences are. Maybe even talk to a few professors. It's never hurts to talk to more people. You just never know where that will leave you. So the next point is to always bias towards action. I see a lot of people just overthink it. Like they get into the thinking loop. Oh, maybe I need to do more research here. Maybe I need to talk to more people there, etc. Research is useful up to a point, but action is really what gets you there, right? So you, if you just think in your head, that doesn't go anywhere. So what you might wanna do is actually break a big goal down into small, more palatable steps, and then take a tiny step every day and just do it consistently. It doesn't have to be a big step. So in the example, you let's say that you need to go to school to get a degree, and that seems like a massive thing because you have to write an essay, you have to save money for it, maybe get a loan, tuition loan, you have to maybe get the GRE done, you have to study for it, you have to ask for recommendation letters, these are all like tasks, right? So make sure you just list down everything and then you start taking this small task every day and then check that off. And a good trick to use is that when you wake up every day, look at that list for today and then eat the bigger frog. So whichever thing that you really don't wanna do, just do that one first. 
Because if you decide you're going to do it anyways, doing it first has the advantage of you feeling good about the fact that you did it first. When you woke up and you had the most energy and the most willpower, do that first. Now, I want to leave you with this, which is absolutely true, which is it is awesome that you're, you're thinking about this problem now. Because a lot of people have their head in the sand. And they tell themselves, and I heard people say this, they said, oh, you know, you man, I'm just waiting for my kids to graduate from college and I'm waiting for retirement because life is going to be perfect when I retire. I'm just going to play golf all day, right? Those are the people that end up drinking and not being very happy and watching TV all day. The fact that you're asking this question now tells me that you're somebody who loves life, you care about your contribution to the world, you wanna live with purpose for the second half of your life, and those are all great things. I'm really excited for you. I know it's not easy, but if you keep trying, something is going to work out. And another reminder is that if you try something and you realize you don't like it, just stop. That is a great sign, right? You're learning that, hey, I try this, I don't enjoy it. Keep pivoting until you find something you enjoy and that you feel like it matches your ikigai, where you can contribute, you get paid, it's aligned to your passion and your value, how you want to contribute to the world and what you're really, really good at. Because that's going to bring you a lot of joy and also it's going to give the world a gift, which is you and your talents and your contribution to the world. I hope you find this helpful. Any comments, just leave it there for me. I take inspiration from your comments to create the subsequent videos. And don't forget to like and subscribe so that you get notified when the next video comes out. Until then, take care of yourself.